Shabbat Shalom. Tomorrow night begins the date of the 17th of Tammuz on the Hebrew calendar. And as is so often the case, the ancient Hebrew calendar meets us just where we are in our lives. So for those that don't know or who might be a little rusty since last year, here's a quick review of what that date means. The 17th of Tammuz traditionally marks the day that the walls of the city of Jerusalem were breached by the Roman army three weeks before the destruction of the Second Temple, which is commemorated in three weeks by Tisha B'Av. Similar to Tisha B'Av, the rabbis also teach that other tragedies for the Jewish people occurred on this date and declared it a tzom, a fast day. Although this fast is not only not observed in Reform Judaism, but like seriously, our ancient ancestors, our uh, reformer, early reformers were like radically opposed to this fast. I, I spoke about that last year, so you can check the sermon archives if you want. <laughs> um, specifically, Mishnah Ta'anit 4.6 details five tragedies that befell the Jewish people on the 17th of Tammuz. The first one is that Moses broke the first set of Ten Commandments. The second is that the daily sacrifices at the temple ceased. The third is that during the siege of Jerusalem, the city walls were breached. That's the primary reason given. Fourth is that the Roman military leader Apostomus burned a Torah scroll. And five, an idol was placed in the temple. And then later, the tradition adds a sixth event, which is that the walls of the old city were again breached during the Crusades in the year 1099. As a minor fast day, there are several customs that are traditionally observed. No eating or drinking from sunrise to sunset, no haircuts, no sexual activity. We also don't have big public celebrations like weddings, although it happens to be my wedding anniversary, but that's another story. <laughs> And there are also special Torah and Haftarah readings. <laughs> yeah, we didn't know until we looked later after the invitations were sent out. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> As I'm thinking about this fast day that for many of us is one of the more obscure traditions in Judaism, there are some things I think we can learn from it. The first important lesson from this tradition is that Judaism is a spiritual tradition that includes a religious framework for dealing with the pain and trauma of the political world around us. You know that old and, at this point, cliche joke about Jewish holidays? Some variation of, they tried to kill us, we won, let's eat. <laughs> Apparently it still works. <laughs> but if we take that apart, there's a devastating truth in there. Jewish memory holds on to so much historic trauma. And yet it also has strategies for dealing with new events as they emerge in history, as seen by the rabbis adding other events commemorated to this fast. What's so powerful is that the tradition helps us link the past to the present. You've heard very political sermons from this bima for the past two weeks, so I'm not gonna hit you over the head with that again. But what I do wanna raise up on this Shabbat is that Judaism has a way for us as spiritual and religious people to deal with the hardship of the world around us. It might be hard for us to imagine, but for our ancient ancestors, the destruction of the temple was not only the loss of an important institution, but it marked the destruction of what my teacher Rabbi Rachel Adler calls a universe of meaning. 
it was the loss of an entire way of being Jewish and also of a social and political way of being in the world. That our rabbis assigned a fast day to commemorate the beginning of this destruction teaches us that what happens in the political world around us has a spiritual impact on us individually. Regardless of your political orientation, it's a hard moment in our world. The message from Judaism is that we can't only respond with political action, though you all know how important I think that is. We also have to ground ourselves in spiritual practice. It's hard to be in this world sometimes, and responding with ritual is one way to sustain ourselves. Imagine if the Judaism that the rabbis left for us was void of any reference to pain or difficulty. What if our religious tradition and ritual practices were only structured to engage personal and private life and not our human experience with the public? The Jewish calendar and the rituals of the 17th of Tammuz, the following three weeks, which are known as Ben HaMitzarim, between the straits, culminating in Tisha B'Av, is the practice of Judaism precisely at the intersection of the political, the personal, and the religious. Through the personal acts of fasting and abstaining from certain activities, the tradition asks that we transform our bodies into sites that engage with our people's historic experience in the public. What is happening right now in our country and in our world is big. And in order for each of us to have the strength and wisdom and fortitude to push for a much better world, we need to take care of ourselves in the meantime. The other big lesson that we take from these rituals and the memories of destruction they point us towards lies in the reason that the rabbis teach for the downfall of the temple. In Tractate Yoma of the Babylonian Talmud, the rabbis teach that even though the people were regularly engaged in Torah study, doing mitzvot and gimilut chasidim, acts of loving kindness, that there was also widespread sinat chinam, baseless hatred. And so we too find ourselves in a moment with widespread baseless hatred. And now I don't mean to relativize that and say something about how there's hatred on all sides and if we could all just be civil, there's something to that message too, but I'm talking specifically about this moment when the most vulnerable in our society seem to be regular targets of discourse and policies rooted in hatred and fear. We are in a moment when people are targets of baseless hatred, hatred that has no good purpose and is not rooted in reason. Judaism reminds us that this can lead to destruction. Remembering through our sacred ritual this lesson from our past can help us see the present through a lens rooted in the wisdom of our ancestors. When we see words and policies and other expressions of hatred, we can also see where it leads. This brings me to the final point, which is a reminder that this liturgical journey ends in one important and brave place, love. After these three weeks of mourning, we begin a process of reading Haftarot of comfort, beginning with the words of Isaiah, Nachamu, Nachamu, Ami, take comfort, Take comfort, my people, and culminating seven weeks later with Rosh Hashanah, a reunification of God and the Jewish people. This teaches us that at the core of this ritual project 
is the rabbinic agenda that wants to move us towards love and unity. Ultimately, we remember the destruction and pain of Jewish history, and we engage in rituals to bring us in close emotional proximity to the experience of our ancestors, not so that we are left in a place of pain or sorrow. No, this journey reminds us that one of the fundamental purposes of a religious practice is that we ourselves become more loving people and can engage in a painful political reality as people who are rooted in love and imagine a future that is full of love. We engage this tradition precisely because that love also exposes something else important, radical hope. In a kind of strange way, it is important that we connect to the story of destruction and the Judaism that emerged from that destruction because it is ultimately a story that says to each of us, do not despair. Do not despair because from one of the greatest tragedies in our Jewish story, out of a moment that seemed only bleak and only impossible, a brave new Judaism emerged that faced the world anew. So on this Shabbat, I bless us that we all might be filled with Jewish memory and with Jewish imagination of what is possible. On this Shabbat, remember that after the destruction of the temple came those gorgeous words of Isaiah, Nachamu, Nachamu, Ami, take comfort, my people. And so I say these to you as well, take comfort, take comfort in the well that is our tradition, in the hope of so many people that an olam chesed, a world of loving kindness, is truly possible. Shabbat shalom.